What in the wide, wide world of sports is going on here? Broadcasting live from the greatest city in the world. Austin, Texas, baby. It's Bucky and Aaron. You guys want to play some twos? You know what? Actually, we're kind of in the middle of a conversation. B and E. What's B and E? Bucky Godbolt, Aaron Hogan on the Horn 104.9 AM 1260 and HornFM.com with the Longhorns play and Austin talks sports. Wake up, everybody! No more sleeping in bed. No more back to thinking, time for thinking ahead. The world's changed so very much from what it used to be. There's so much hatred, war and poverty. Oh, wake up all the teachers, time to teach a new way. Oh, yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. Let's get it. You better get them up. Get them going. It's a Wednesday on B&E. It is uh, Get You Up Over the Hump Wednesday, June 7. A lot to do. Unbelievable day in the world of sports yesterday, the world of golf, obviously. Maybe the dust will settle today on the official word of the merger. We'll certainly debate and discuss uh, the ramifications of what came down yesterday. Happened at the back end of our program yesterday morning and was the conversation of the day, without a doubt. Uh, players who are playing in the uh, Canadian Open, especially expected to uh, meet the media today after their pro-am this morning. That could get interesting. Rory McIlroy, among others, expected to uh, give their first thoughts on the news after the meeting yesterday with the commissioner of the PGA Tour. Uh, get your popcorn ready on that front. And get your popcorn ready for a busy Wednesday here on B&E. Uh, appreciate you finding us, whoever you do, early and often and all day on 104.9, maybe 101.9 FM, AM 1260. We always stream it for you. Make it easy to find us and take us wherever you go on that Horn app. Uh, you can download that to your smartphone. Uh, a couple touches of a button. You're listening to us wherever you are. Uh, so also on our your smart speaker at home and work and always Find us on our website. Uh, we are streaming there for you live and local. Also with our Twitch channel, if you'd like to watch with the proceedings here in the studio and in the production room, you can do that as well at hornfm.com. Uh, now, Mr. Godbolt is out this morning. Doug, he's got a doctor's appointment. Is, uh, he is, uh, has had several of the last few weeks, but uh, he'll be back tomorrow. So uh, excited to have join us and pinch hit and be with us. Uh, my co-host on the uh the Eyes on Texas podcast and multicast that we do dropped a new episode just yesterday. He is also the senior writer at Dave Campbell's Texas Football, formerly of the Austin American Statesman, a lifelong Central Texan, my good friend Mike Craven. Craven, how are you, man? Doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. Getting more used to this early morning thing, just trying to harken back to the ranch days with, with my grandfather there. So we're doing all right. Getting up early. Yeah. Just no Tending coffee. to the ranch. You and I both uh, do not do the coffee. I am shocked that you do not do the coffee. I don't have to do this enough to get used to the coffee, but if I had to do this every day, I think I would transition to coffee lifestyle. Ty, uh, Ty Henderson, our producer, is through the glass. You do do coffee. I drink like three to four cups during the show. <laughs> and yes, day. I said do-do. But uh, yeah, I, you know what? I may have a little half a cup today. I don't know why. Just, uh, you know. Juice yourself up a little bit. Busy day yesterday. Um, you know, went to the dentist, went to saw my, saw our guy, Dr. Greg Eckert yesterday. So I had a dentist appointment and, uh, just going all day yesterday. Uh, I may, I may take a shot of coffee. Obviously we were rocked by the, uh, live golf PGA tour golf partnership that came down yesterday. We'll get into the ramifications of that. So I may have a little half a cup, uh, to get this thing cranking up this morning. Uh, 
By the way, our man, uh, Dr. Greg Eckert, mentioned that uh, he was out in California over the weekend listening on the Horn app, listening to the Texas baseball games, which he said, man, so cool to be wherever you are and be able to listen to the shows. Uh, that is a great reminder to you, and I always mention it, that uh, download that Horn app, take us wherever you go. If you're going somewhere this week and weekend, certainly when the Longhorns play the Super Regional Round on s- Saturday, Sunday, and potentially Monday, you can just uh, fire it up right there on that Horn app, the uh, the great thing of modern technology is uh, is certainly there for you. Uh, so appreciate to Dr. Eckert yesterday. So uh, also, uh, we should say good morning to the men and women of Fort Cavazos, Texas, and all our military installations throughout uh, the state of Texas, around the country, and all over the world. That's what the buck would say at this point, and certainly don't want to neglect that situation coming off of the anniversary of uh, D-Day, which we talked about yesterday. We appreciate everybody that goes to work for us and uh, defends our country so we can do what we do, which is talk sports and uh, talk with you. Uh, now, Mike, you and I, as I mentioned, we are now... Um, co-hosts and working together on a on a multicast. I call it a multicast because you can watch it on YouTube. You can hear it on Spotify and iTunes if you like to listen while you work out. Uh, you and I are uh, called the Eyes on Texas Multicast. We cover Texas football. And uh, we're 88 days or 87 days this morning into the start of the Texas football season. So we'll talk plenty of Texas football, college football. Your, uh, your day job, of course, senior writer at Dave Campbell's Texas Football. We talked yesterday a little bit about the uh, the cover of the magazine, which comes out in July next month, being announced with Sonny Dykes. Sonny Dykes. Sonny Dykes on the cover. Um, of course, uh, Spike Dykes' son and great coach at TCU. And you wrote you wrote the piece. That, I wrote uh, the cover story. The cover story in conjunction with Sonny. And I want to get some thoughts from you on him and his story because it's a deep one and a good conversation. We'll also talk plenty of Texas football. And uh, you wrote many of those stories. I saw yesterday you, you, uh, you dropped a story about uh, Texas State head coach G.J. Kinney. Yeah, Texas State's uh, quietly signed 51 new players in the last six months. How many? 51. What is he, Deion Sanders? Well, that's the only school that signed more, you know, and I think Deion gets a lot of uh, publicity for it, good and bad, because of just how loud and brash he is, just, you know, as a coach, as a person. Uh, But this is kind of the norm for first-year head coaches now. You don't get, you know, three years to kind of figure out your roster. you got to turn it over real quick, and Kenny's done the same thing. Yeah, well, speaking of that, I don't think you know this yet, but I did, after I saw you drop that story, I arranged a conversation with Coach G.J. Kenny. We'll have that coming up in our 9 o'clock hour. So if you're a Texas State Bobcat fan, be with us just after 9 o'clock. We'll talk to Coach Kenny about the 51 new players in the plan uh, for his first year uh, replacing Jake Spavital there at Texas State. And we've always said that's kind of a sleeping giant. And, uh, you know, you went to UTSA, Mike Craven, and uh, – You've seen Jeff Trailer build that program into something pretty special with back-to-back conference championships and uh, on the rise. Uh, they hope that then G.J. Kinney, of course, his mentor was Jeff Trailer. Yeah. Played for played quarterback for him in high school. Uh, so we'll talk to Coach Kinney coming up. We'll also uh, talk plenty of golf this morning. Uh, we'll talk with Ty Henderson. Get some some gambling tips for tonight game and tonight's game number three. You also like to dabble in the uh, the wagering side of sports, my friend. Dab- dabble's a word for it. <laughs> dabble. <laughs> I think I, I think I stopped dabbling about twenty five years ago. It's You're been, all in. It's been full full in since then. But yeah, you and Ty are on the uh, the dabble train. I like that. I like. That. Let's get to the headlines, trending topics. Then we'll talk about the top stories. Talk some college football. Have a good time on a Wednesday. UBO Business Services brings it to you. Start with college baseball. Now official word from the NCAA yesterday on the schedule for this weekend's Super Regional Round of the College Baseball Tournament. 16 teams remain, 8 host sites. The eight winners will head to Omaha. There are four games on Friday. That includes the Red Hot TCU Horn Frogs, winners of 17 of the last 19. They'll host Indiana State at 5 o'clock on Friday, part of that quadruple header. There are four more games Saturday, and that includes game one of the Texas Longhorns Best of Three Series at 8th-ranked Stanford. First pitch set for 5 o'clock. 
Uh, the game will air on ESPN2 television, and of course you'll hear it live here on the Horn and on that Horn app. Game 2 would be Sunday, and the if necessary, Game 3 is set for Monday. Start times for Games 2 and 3 yet to be determined. Texas basketball Rodney Terry has finalized and made official his coaching staff for the upcoming season, his first at Texas. The program confirmed the addition of Frank Haith as the lead assistant. We've known that for quite a while, but they made it official. Also, the elevation of Steve McClain from special advisor to the head coach to assistant coach. Also, Texas announced that Chris Ogden will serve as the program's general manager, moving back off the bench, and that uh, Brandon Chappell will return for his second season on the Longhorn bench. Major League Baseball, terrible news yesterday for the Texas Rangers. An official word now that the, from the club that their opening day starter and prized offseason signee Jacob DeGrom will have season-ending surgery next week to repair the torn ulnar collateral ligament in his right elbow, i.e. Tommy John surgery. GM Chris Young said yesterday that DeGrom, who turns 35 later this month, will undergo the operation and the goal is for a potential return near the end of next season. Good news, though, even though without their staff, Ace Rangers off to their best start in franchise history. Won again last night at Arlington, top St. Louis 6-4. to Marcus Simeon extended his MLB best hitting streak to 25 games. Dayton Dunning, the man who took over for Jacob DeGrom in the rotation, uh, earned the win. He's now 5-1. and one. Rangers have won 40 of their first 60 games on the year. Uh, second place Astros, meanwhile, lost in Toronto 5-1. Kevin Gosman struck out 13. George Springer. Former Astro was one of three uh, home runs for Toronto. Bo Bichette and Dalton Varsho also went deep. Round Rock Express dropped their road trip opener in Salt Lake City, 6-5. to five. This segment brought to you by UBO Business Services. Great people, great service, endless possibilities. That's UBO Business Services. Visit them at ubeo.com. That is correct. All right, so uh, kind of a light sports morning. Obviously, the news was rocked yesterday. Came down about 8.55. Actually got a text during our our blitz, our blitz segment that we do at the end of the eight o'clock hour, Mike, when the callers are coming in, that uh, major breaking news: merger, merger, Live Golf and the PGA Tour and the uh, DP World Tour. I don't know how much of a golf fan you are, but you are a fan of global sports. I know that. Yeah, I mean, I'm a golf fan. I I don't watch it anymore on a week to week basis. I, I play it as much as I, as I can. Not as much at Dave Campbell's, honestly, as I used to at the Statesman. But uh, it was. What shocked me most about that was the high horse the PGA brass were on, you know, for so long, right? And to leave their players in the dust like that. Like, if I'm Rory, I'm upset, you know? And, and I know money wins over time. I'm a European soccer fan, so I've watched Saudi Arabia money uh, come into the sport. They own Newcastle in England, right? You know, PSG, uh, some different places like that. But uh, to to kind of see the PGA put their nose up, have some of their guys get out, uh, in front of it, put their neck on the line, really stand up for the league and what it st- stood for. Just for them, for the last couple months, it sounds like, to be making these backroom deals behind everybody's back and for the players to find out alongside all the rest of us just seems like dirty pool. Yeah, well, and, uh, you know, PJ Tour Commissioner Jay Moynihan, uh, rightfully being called a hypocrite, he said yesterday in a, in a you know media availability after a meeting he had with all the PGA Tour players or tour players at the uh, Canadian Open in Toronto that uh, he expected to be called a hypocrite, that this was done behind closed doors, as you mentioned. And you're right. I mean, um, I mean, there's so much to unpack with this whole conversation. I thought an interesting place to start, because you mentioned the uh, the owner of Newcastle, right? Well, that's the same guy who is now the most powerful person in golf. Yep. Uh, that's Yasir El Rumayan. Uh, he owns the Newcastle team. Uh, and by the way, since he's bought the team, the team's gotten a lot better, and they're <laughs> not really upset about him. Uh, being in charge of their team, uh, Newcastle, a tr- you know traditional program or you know, organization there in the, in the Premier League, and uh, he's bought that team. Uh, he's also the governor of Saudi Arabia's public investment fund, the PIF, and he is now the man in charge. He's there at the top of this rung here, 
and uh, Jay Moynihan, you know, brokered the deal behind closed doors. I, I don't know if you watched the uh, the show Succession yep. on HBO. This very, you know, my, they just had their series finale, Ty, Succession, and my, my overall, I mean, I enjoyed the season finale and the final season, but I said, I said to Ty, I said, it's just one of those shows, it's, it's hard to... It's hard to root for anybody. There's no one that you want. You're not on anybody's side. Everybody seems like uh, terrible people. Uh, they're just, it's all big business and dollars. And that's how I feel about this. I don't, I mean, yeah, I feel bad for the players. But as far as the uh, the, the, the major players, it's hard to root for any of them. And you just feel like, man, what a, what a, a ridiculous situation. But at the same time, maybe just an obvious situation. I thought a quote from, um, because you know, everybody's sending their quotes out, including Jack Nicholas, And Jack Nicholas said uh, he had a, released a statement, and we know if you go back to the, uh, to, the, to the history of the last several years, Jack Nicholas was offered a lot of money, um, you know, estimates of half a billion dollars to become the face of the Live Tour uh, by the Saudis, to become the Greg Norman figure, to mm-hmm. be the figurehead ushering this, because, and, and Jack Nicholas's quote or statement was, the last three years have been difficult for the game and players, uh, I agree that this is good for the game of golf. I also agree that the commissioner's comments about continuing the tradition of the tour. So he's in support. But at the same time, the, the, to me, the, the headline there is the last three years. Because I think for most of us, it's a last year or year and a half conversation. Jack Nicholas, you know, reminds us it was, it's been three years that this Saudi investment fund, the Saudis have been trying to buy golf. It start, I mean, this is three years old. Um, the idea of the live tour is just a year and a half old. Uh, but the idea, and, and it's been reported that they tried to buy the PGA Tour at the beginning uh, and buy the DP World Tour, formerly the European Tour, tried to buy them. Just, look, let us take control. And Moynihan and then the DP World Tour pushed back against that. And so their next avenue was to pilfer players. Was well, okay, you won't sell it to us. We'll just start taking your players and we'll start our own league. Uh, and the Live, Live Golf Tour became a vehicle to yesterday that, okay, if you won't just, you know, take our money, and let us take control of golf. We'll do it anyhow. And you know the, the, what you would say about Jay Moynihan is that, you know, you're right. He was speaking out of both sides of his mouth, saying, "Let's let's, you know, st- stay behind the tour, stay behind tradition. Don't take the money, but we'll take the money." I mean, he Almost. had he had the families of 9/11 victims. Yes. Yeah, out uh, there talking like that's that's where I draw the line, right? Like, no. I mean, it's one He's thing got, to do money and do negotiations and all this kind of stuff, but like, what, I mean, those are real people. Yeah, for sure. And then that's. I'll just say this, you know, we'll get to the the build up to where it's gotten to, but Moynihan's gonna have to go. I mean, there's yep. no doubt about that. He no cannot doubt. stay in his position. Uh, I do believe that the, the negotiations may have saved the PGA Tour when it's all said and done, uh, and maybe him being, you know, a, a hypocrite and a guy who's able to do what you said uh, to talk talk about the uh, the 9/11 victims and their families and the, the Saudi money and all this and preach that to the players. May have bought the time it took to negotiate this deal yeah. uh, to get this done, which is very succession-like, uh, the ability to do that. Uh, but, yes, I mean, the players are never going to trust him again. That's obvious. Uh, the players uh, will never support Jay Moynihan. Uh, they had the meeting yesterday, and reports, you know, Jay Moynihan himself said it was intense, which would be a, a kind adjective. The players are furious uh, because the, the, the tour – told them not to take the money that they just took. I mean, yep. that's obviously the case. But I, I wanted to mention the Jack Nicholas quote because that goes back three years. They've been trying to buy the tour. They wanted to buy golf. And now, whether we like it or not, 
the the Saudi and the PIF own golf. I mean, they just do. They own all the major tours. They're the major donor. They get to decide contracts. They'll do the TV negotiations. Uh, everything. I mean, it, it's it, now the PGA Tour will still exist. I think when it's all said and done, the Live Tour, whether that exists or not, we don't know. Uh, but it's all going to be directed under uh, the PIF, and they negotiated this deal. But they would have bought it three years ago if they would have sold it to them. Uh, this is what it took, I guess, to get there. The uh, the long, messy road to a deal. Uh, came down, and obviously, you know, very interesting that they could keep it behind closed doors. The reports there were only three or four people in the room, maybe five people in the room uh, for these meetings between the PGA Tour, the DP, DP World Tour, and the uh, the PIF. Uh, no players involved. Nobody on the Live Tour knew anything about it. No one on the PGA Tour knew anything about it, including the likes of Tiger Woods and, and Roy McIlroy and, and Jack Nicklaus. Uh, but the deal announced yesterday morning, pretty incredible, pretty stunning day uh, in sports, and there's a lot that comes with it beyond yesterday. We can look back to the last three years on the roadmap to this day, but also what's to come, because I don't think this is the end of the Saudi Arabian money trying to buy their way into sports. I don't think this is a by, 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 by no means is this the end of that. No, and it, you know, it kind of started with soccer, right? Like the World Cup going to Qatar, you know, them buying Newcastle. You know, they have Cristiano Ronaldo now in the Saudi League. They just bought uh, Kareem Benzema, who is one of the best players in the world from Real Madrid, paid him $423 million over three years or something like that. It's like $271 million next year, which is like an NFL cap. Yeah, right. The entire cap for one NFL team. N'Golo Conte, who's one of the best players for Chelsea, just signed $100 million to go over there. So it did feel like if you take a step back and you look at the live golf thing, this does feel like the – uh, ultimate conclusion or what they were trying to do, right? Like they'll start taking away some players, start chipping away at the product, chipping away at the product to where you have to come to the table and negotiate. And when that happens, they can bully you out with, with money and they're going to try to do the same thing in soccer. And how fast it happened, I think should make everybody, I don't know if worried is the right adjective, but we should make everybody uh, keep their ears up on how this happens in other sports. This is not going to stop at soccer. It's not going to stop at golf. When you have that kind of money and you're trying to have that kind of global influence, um, you're going to get your uh, fingers in anything that you can. And for as a consumer, it's hard, right? Like we all shop at places that we may not agree with, like the people who run it. And uh, we live in a society, so you're going to have to deal with that stuff. There's probably owners in the NFL or Major League Baseball or the NBA that we don't agree with in one way or the other. So uh, I think for consumers, it becomes this tricky deal of like, how much do your morals play into how much you watch and consume media? Well, that'll because be it gets tricky. That'll be interesting because there's a lot of people. I thought one of the uh, speaking of great quotes as, as far as everybody had their statement to be made yesterday. Uh, a player on the PGA Tour because um, the players are all shocked and stunned about what's come down here um, that we'll get to here coming up. Uh, but you know the as you said the the influence that they have on this is not a merger as much for me as a hostile takeover uh, is what it is. That PJ Tour didn't want this, but at the end of the day they couldn't stop it. And as you're right, the, the slow trickle of players to the Live Tour was not going to stop. I mentioned when this first came down yesterday, and we were in the shock of it in the nine o'clock hour. I mentioned Roy McElroy talking about last week at the um, I mean very candid ahead of the Memorial Tournament, Jack Nicklaus's tournament in Ohio. That you know he 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 doesn't get an off season. He he openly expressed the fact that man, my game is struggling, uh, but I don't like to work on my golf swing and these things during the year. I need some time off to to go work on those. But 
I don't get any time off. I don't. <laughs> we don't have an off season in golf, and uh, you know that obviously opened the door to people say, "Well, live tours gives you plenty of time off. You're playing less golf." And, you know, that also impacted this without a doubt. You know, the strategy to live tour to play fewer tournaments, three-day tournaments, uh, very, you know, with wide separation. And, of course, Brooks Kepka won the PGA Championship. Brooks Kepka finished second at the Masters. Phil Mickelson was in the mix of the Masters, which would give, you know, the indication that, guess what? Um, you know, playing less golf actually gets you more prepared to be at your best when in the most important tournaments of the year. Which, you know, again, these are all things that were a slow trickle. So the inevitable came yesterday, started three years ago. Uh, what the impact will be beyond this, you know, is, is for everyone to, to, to follow. And as you say, keep an eye on. But we'll certainly take your thoughts on it. Specs text line 512-337-3776. But, uh, you know, golf forever changed and it will not stop. And the Saudi money will be there. Uh, they're, they're, I mean, they, have a vi- they have a vision. What is it called? Uh, something 2030. Uh, there's a plan. <laughs> they're, they're, this has been announced. This is where they're trying to go. And um, you know, they have an unlimited supply of money. And that money that, uh, that, that Ty mentioned to the soccer player, or any of the, I, mean, they'll, 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 I mean, they'll print that money today. Oh yeah, in oil and barrels of oil hole uh, pouring out of there. So they've already uh, printed that money today. Today, but it's, it's like six, six o'clock, twenty in the morning. Know? They <laughs> printed that money. Uh, uh, I think good. they need to do some like WWE style mashups stuff between the Live Tour and the PGA Tour players. You know, like bring them together, have some kind of like Survivor Series situation going on. Uh, have them play like a Ryder Cup tournament style. You know, like really like go at this thing for the first year. I'd watch. And that's going to be the real interesting part because nothing nothing affects this year's schedule. Uh, everything goes on in 2023 as planned. the The golf season will continue. The Ryder Cup will be played, um, and the Live Tour will play their scheduled events this year. Everything will change in 2024, uh, and that's you know that's what needs to be un- unwrapped of how this is all going to play out. Uh, how does the you know they made it clear in their statement that live players people who have left for live can apply to come back to the PGA Tour? Let's also add we haven't we you know we're twenty minutes fifteen minutes into this conversation. The other thing that this avoided yesterday was the protracted legal battles because that's where this was going. This oh, was yeah. going to be in the courts for yeah. years and years. And players who wanted I mean this was all about antitrust and players who wanted to be able to play on both tours and and bounce back and forth and. You know, there's only been one legal ruling on this, and that came last year. Remember when the 11 players tried to get an injunction from a judge to be able to play in the Fed, in the FedEx Cup? Uh, they had gone to the Live Tour, and they lost. I mean, they didn't. The ruling went against them, and they weren't you know, the PGA Tour. But that was just, you know, that was maybe an indication of where the legal process was going to go. But this was going to be a protracted, drawn-out legal battle. Which wouldn't may never have had an end, uh, and the winner and all that would have been the lawyers, big picture, and neither side would have won. At least in this case, as much as people are going to hate Jay Moynihan, the players now have an avenue pretty quickly back to being able to play on the PGA Tour. I did see where um, you know players have been told. That, I mean, and one of the things I, they told the players in the meeting yesterday, the players who did leave and took the money, which they were told not to take, and the PGA then then took it, are going to have to pay a heavy fine to come back. And that's already been negotiated through this deal. That you know, some of that money is going to come back. I don't know what they're going to do with that money. I but if you're Brooks, I wonder Kepka, who's going to pay that money. Well, that's right. <laughs> well, and and you know, the idea is to assuage some of the players who didn't take it. Right, Rory McIlroy turned down a ton. Every player could have gone to live. We always say that they all had a choice to make, and they made it. And now the PGA Tour has made it for them. And that's the real galling part of it. Among all the galling parts is that you know, Jay Moynihan in the shadows. Preached one thing and but trying to in his mind protect the the the, the sport and the tour, 
um, you know, these players are like, wait a second, I mean, I mean, we, we think of the big names here, but Hideki Matsuyama, uh, the great, you know, the great champion, the Masters champion, the rest of Matisse turned down six hundred million dollars because of the impact he has on golf in Japan and what a big get would he get. He turned it down, didn't take it. Uh, so I, I don't know what the fines are going to be, but I've seen it reported that uh, you know if you're Brooks Kepka and those guys want to come back and play on the tour, there'll be a fine. You have to pay it. I don't know how much it's going to be. It'll go to a pool that'll be dispersed. I don't know. Again, all that has to be revealed of how this is going to play out. Uh, in the end, I think there will be an existence of a PGA Tour. There'll be a Live Tour. There'll be a DP World Tour. And you know, they, you know, to a, to everyone that said they think this is a good thing for the good game of golf, big picture, the interest of golf, big picture. And it keeps this thing out of the courts for years and years and years. And players have an avenue to be able to play on the tour that they want to and uh, apparatus set up. But again, it's all controlled by the Saudi money that everybody's been so uh, rightfully concerned about for a long, long time. So that's where we're at. And we'll certainly talk about it with you. Ty, what uh, your overall thoughts, my friend? Um, I mean, it's I, 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 would, I wouldn't be one of those guys that didn't take the money initially. I mean, I, I, from the Twitter responses from Brooks Kepka. And some of the other guys yesterday, it seems like Phil, Phil Mickelson seemed like they were pretty happy about the outcome. Um, I mean, it's it's probably not the best situation socially, like y'all have been saying, but it was bound to happen at some point. So let's just get it over with. And I, I, I don't think the live tour will be at all. I don't think next year they'll, they, there will be a live tour. I think it'll still just be the PGA with all these guys back. Well, potentially, potentially. And uh, this was the, the change that uh, – Phil Mickelson was hoping to force when he when he took this first big step, and he was the one that took it. And uh, PGA Tour and again, I think Jay Moynihan will be gone. I mean, there's no way he stays in this role. But you know, right now the guy that's out is Greg Norman, and because he's been cut out of live, uh, and Mon- at least at this point, Moynihan is still the chairman and in charge of the PGA Tour under the umbrella of the PIF. So. We'll take your thoughts. There's a lot, uh, a lot of spokes to the wheel here, and the conversations to be had. If you're a golf fan, does this change your opinion? Will you watch golf? I still enjoy playing golf quite a bit. I will still do so. Live on a golf course out there in South Austin. Uh, so, uh, but the, the game uh, will it benefit? We'll talk later in the show to our buddy Omar Uresti. Been on the PGA Tour and now on the Champions Tour a long time. Uh, his thoughts on uh, how this comes down. Uh, and let's take your thoughts as well. We'll also get a Craig Way report this hour. We will get some beginning facts of the day. We'll start to preview Game 3 of the NBA Finals tonight. Longhorns headed to Palo Alto. All things we're talking about. Mike Craven is in the house this morning. Ty is here as well, and so are you. It's the show of the people. It's Bucky and Aaron. Take it and run. Good choice there, T.Y. We've got uh, plenty to do. Mike Craven in the house. A beautiful sunrise on a Wednesday in Austin, Texas. Bucky out this morning. Got some doctor's appointments to attend. We'll be back tomorrow on a buck-off Thursday. Remember, buck-offs. Get those buck-offs in. If you're frustrated with Jay Moynihan, the PGA Tour golf, uh, you know, we're, our, our, our buck-off Thursday is powered now by our good friends at the Austin Gamblers, Austin's professional bull riding team in town. What a great mix it is, and it's a no-brainer. Have Buck Off Thursday brought to you by the Austin Gamblers. But we want your Buck Offs, not just on Thursday. So since you have a phone in your hand and a camera, just go ahead and uh, fire up a Buck Off, send it to us, and we'll play the best ones on Thursday. We'll, we'll pick the winner each Thursday, the best Buck Off of the week. Uh, so when you have your phone handy, if you're mad about something, you're driving around, something's got you angry, don't, uh, don't do this while driving. But uh, uh, when you get to a stopping point, send us a Buck Off, something we say, Something Ty says, something I say, whatever. Send it to us. Just do it on social media. Shoot it to us at our Twitter or Instagram. 
Uh, the Horn ATX is how you'll find us and get it to us. We'll play the good ones tomorrow on a buck off Thursday, and Bucky will be back. Mike Craven is here. We're talking all things golf, of course, with the uh, ground-shaking announcement yesterday, shocking announcement from the, the golf world that the PGA Tour has merged with Live Golf. And as a matter of fact, uh, really it's the PIF, the uh, uh, the Saudi money, over $600 billion in assets that the uh, the PIF has, over $600 billion. In assets, and that grows by the day. They are going to become the premier corporate sponsor of the PGA Tour, the DP World Tour, and other international tours. And this succession-like deal was cut behind closed doors over a seven-week period between about four people. And Jay Monahan, the commissioner of the PGA Tour, being one of them. And Yasir Al-Rumayan, who is now the most powerful man in golf and really becoming the most powerful person in all of sports as he grows and uses that money to... Uh, to sports wash their bad their bad deeds in Saudi Arabia for sure, but also to take control of uh, of sports around the world. Is that the you same guy that? that was it? CNBC that had the interview. Yeah, they broke the news on CNBC. Shout out to CNBC for holding on to that. As somebody in the media, we can't keep secrets on anything. Well, because right? this is like a sports story, but it's a you know global business deal is what it is. And yeah, CNBC had the that well right after the announcement when it broke yesterday, right before nine o'clock, they had the interview. I mean, they had Jay Moynihan, they right. had uh, Yasir there to, to talk about it. What, what were you going to ask, Ty? Was that the same guy that owns Newcastle? Yes. Or is it different? Okay, yes. same guy. Same guy. Uh, owns Newcastle. Is the, he like a prince in Saudi Arabia or he's something? He's the governor of Saudi Arabia's public investment fund. The governor. Well, he, he he's in charge of the money. <laughs> he's, he's their secretary of state, basically. And look, okay. and, and look, Jay, Mo- Jay Moynihan's going to be the villain here, and, and rightfully so. But at the same time, I think he would argue that I was just trying to, to cut a deal that would save the PGA Tour, and use, did he use the players as pawns? Without a doubt, did he bring in the, the families of 9-11 uh, victims? Yes. Uh, but again, this is a three-year-old deal. They, they would have bought this, the PGA Tour, years ago if they would have sold it to him. And I think he would argue that I was trying to negotiate the, the best deal. Others would say, wait a second, he, they just started the Live Tour to force what happened yesterday, and that's where we are. Now, the PGA Tour, and this is where we're going to get all these in, pieces of information as it comes out, um, you know, the PJ Tour is going to potentially retain a majority stake of this deal. Like, yes, the, the money's coming from the Saudis; they are they're the umbrella, but the PJ Tour will retain quite a bit of power within this new organization. Uh, and I'm sure that's something Moynihan was pushing for. It's not going to make the players feel any better. Like, wait a second, you were what were you keeping this money from us so you could take it and then distribute it back? But I think the message that Moynihan's giving to the players and started yesterday is, as we do this. Your guys are going to make a lot more money. You guys are going to, the purses are going to be greater. The flexibility within your schedule is going to be greater. All the things that the players have been pushing for, I think, are going to come their way. Uh, this is just the ugly way the sausage was made behind closed doors and behind the scenes. Uh, again, I think Moynihan's going to have a hard time staying in control, but it sounds like Yasir is okay with him being in control and being the guy, you know, pulling the strings at the PGA Tour. So, uh, this whole thing is going to be fascinating. Like a watch. Roger Goodell type of, <laughs> type of guy that everybody just the front man that everybody can hate on. That. I was about to say that, like he he is going to get paid handsomely to stay or walk away, right? Like, hey, thanks for thanks for taking that this bullet. Here's a hundred million dollars. Go enjoy your life. Or it's going to be like, hey, who cares what all these players think and do whatever? You're the boss. That, you know, the guy we, that's in that position is going to be hated in either way, regardless. Right. Yeah, and Roger right. Goodell's a hated person, but the, he's the owner's guy. He's the he's the pup. I think we get into these conversations sometimes and forget that two things can be true. You know, I yeah. think I think both of those things are true. I, I think he was a hypocrite and he probably made a deal that was best for the PGA golf. You know, like 
the Saudis have more money, so you can't get into a legal battle with somebody who doesn't care to pay those legal. But like that's going to drag you down more than it drags well, and them some, down. Our, our, one of our one of our good texters just said, "What do you mean save the PGA? Were they in jeopardy of collapsing?" Well, I think they were. Well, they were. after five more years of dealing with this and yeah. going to court and losing their best players and splitting the fan bases and stuff like that, eventually it would have taken them under for sure. Correct, and that you know. I know a lot of the players are saying, wait a second, we had them over a barrel because the Live Tour is not successful. The Live Tour is not growing. The Live Tour is getting no viewers. They don't, they're on the CW. No one's watching it. The attendance is down. and No one really cares. It's not moving the needle. So why would we give into this? But to your point, it's bigger than that. The Live Tour was a vehicle to yesterday. The Live mm-hmm. Tour, and I mentioned the Jack Nicholas quote where he said this has been a three-year ongoing thing. Now, most of us think this about this for the last year, year and a half. You know, three years ago, the this this same fund tried to buy the PGA Tour and the DP World Tour to take control of global golf, and this they they said no, and so instead of you know getting at the negotiating table, they just started the the Live Tour and started taking their best players, and you know the one of the best players just won the PGA Championship that plays on the Live Tour. Phil Mickelson and Brooks Koepka both finished top five at the Masters. I mean, it's uh, as you said, it it's, it was inevitable they were going to keep pilfering players, keep buying the players, throwing their money around. And it, you know, I think Jay Moynihan came to the conclusion. Now, you know, the debate should he have included the players in the conversations? That is, is something that is a fair, fair debate. To your point about two things can be true. You know, why, why do I need if I'm if I'm Justin Thomas or I'm Roy McIlroy, why don't I get a seat at this table uh, while we're making this deal so I can see how the sausage is being made? Uh, you know, you used us to to save the game and and get to this point. Uh, you know, there is no players' union in the PGA Tour. There is no players' union in golf. Uh, and some of these players are saying, why, why did I need you to protect me, get me at this table? But in the end, the deal's done. Uh, Jay Moynihan, I think, will retain control, but see how long that lasts. And uh, the PGA Tour is going to have plenty of hand in this and plenty of stick. I think that's what the Saudis want. That's what they wanted from the beginning. We, want to buy, we just want to buy it. We want influence. Yeah. We want to own the right. game. Right. And now they own the game. And, okay, you guys can keep doing your deal. And we'll probably disband the live tour because that was just a prop to get a vehicle to get to here anyhow. Uh, maybe we'll keep it. Kind of cool. But remember, the Saudis invested over the course of a year and a half, Mike, two billion dollars into the live tour and made zero, made yeah. zero dollars. But if you have, but you have, but if you have a fund that's worth six hundred billion, yeah, it's less than half a percent. That's yeah. So and they would have spent you into oblivion, and and the court fees and the legal fees and the fights. Would have gone on. So again, in, in corporate, in big business, like we, again, it was broke on CNBC. This is this is a, a hostile takeover. This is a we don't want to sell it, but we guess we have to because yeah. uh, you have too much money. And uh, at what point do you just give in? I feel like that's what came down yesterday. And uh, but again, get your popcorn ready because today is the day they're playing the the Canadian Open in Toronto, and they're playing a pro am this morning, and then the players will meet the media. Roy McElroy will get in front of a microphone. Justin Thomas, I mean, the best players who weren't included will have have their say, and it'll be interesting because the, the reports of the players only meeting yesterday very tense. Any tears you think from this press conference this week? I don't know. I mean, it, I also find the timing interesting that they they did this ahead of the Canadian Open, which is not a PGA Tour event. It, it's a it's 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 the U it's the biggest tournament in Canada, right? It's the Canadian Open, and then next week is the U.S. Open. Which is also not a, a PGA Tour event. It's USGA. It's USGA. I mean, I think if this comes out on a Monday or Tuesday of a PGA event, like the Colonial or US well, Open, I mean, if that comes out that week, that's well, because well, guys aren't going to skip that. I'm just saying that if if this had come out right ahead of the Colonial or even Jack Nicholas's tournament, 
you might have had everybody pull out of the tournament. I'm not playing. I'm well, not. If it was at the U.S. Open, you would have all the live guys there too, which well, would made for. Which is probably to me, this is the timing. I don't know this for sure, but the idea that this comes out this week when they have a Canadian Open and then the U.S. Open, there's a two week buffer before they go back to a normal PGA Tour event for everybody to calm down, dust settle, you know, get their heads around this thing. Uh, to me, that's interesting as well. But uh, big picture golf will be interesting to watch. We appreciate everybody weighing in on it. And um, we're talking about golf. That's good for golf. I think in the long run, in five years, this will. Well, and I this think, will be for the for the better of the game, betterment of the game. Well, but we also have to know that golf is now being run by the Saudi Arabian money, and is that a good thing? And that's the bigger conversation. And this goes to the, you know, what's the next sport they're going to attack uh, and try to take over? Uh, so far, despite all of the. Uh, the, the morality conversations about the Saudi money and what they do and, and how they operate, they were able to get the World Cup to Qatar mm-hmm. despite plenty of objections. And guess what? It's one of the better World Cups we've seen. The final was one of the best finals, World Cup final of all time. No one seemed to care. There was a lot of uh, hubbub going into it. it. It happened, and it was a great World Cup by all accounts. And, you know, as you said, on the, on the field. On the field. On the field. People yeah. died. Atrocities yeah. off building the stadiums. They don't, but that's the whole thing, right? People died during the tournament too. There, so, so I mean, yes. Yeah, so that same group is now running golf, and is that? I, I agree with you. There's a potential. It's good for golf, but is it? Uh, that becomes a debate, uh, Mr. Craven. I think as consumers, we do a really good job of getting over this stuff pretty quickly. Like if, oh. if we looked into, I mean, it's like the Donald Sterling thing in the NBA. We got over that pretty quickly. I, I'd imagine if we got into the the histories of uh, the owners of our favorite restaurant or uh, the government or any, you know, we like still we, wear Nikes every day. Yeah, exactly. I yeah, I'm a huge sneaker guy, and you know, Nike's been you know in trouble a lot for for some of the things that they did. And so you know, I think that's one of the things of of living in society is everybody's got to make their own judgments on what's important, what's not important to them, and then go from there. Um, you know, and the players have that same issue as well, right? Like a lot of them were on their high horse about not wanting to take that money. Well, now, directly or indirectly, they're going to be taking that. Like Roy's going to get paid by the Saudi government, and he's going to have to square that with himself. It'll be interesting yeah, to see that's uh, how point. they talk about that. I saw a tweet um, from the, the Canadian Open where they're having that meeting today, and someone, it's a, like players meeting, and someone wrote above it, live like in marker live players meeting. So it's already like, oh, yeah, will we see guys put oil on their hat? You know, like, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like what? Because there will be some sort of protest. Yeah. Right. Like people are going to sit out some events. uh, They're going to cover up some sponsorships. They're not going to like there's going to be some sort of backlash here. Right. Whenever like whenever a TV broadcast starts, is it like. The presenting sponsor is it going to be uh, that's what, all P, yet to be whatever, and none was. of that will start till next year. Remember, this all goes into pl- into play in twenty twenty four. This is not immediate, so there's going to be a walk up to that, and I don't think anybody knows the answers to the logistics of all of it just yet. Uh, that's to be determined because no one knows what's all in in this deal that was announced yesterday and, and merger or hostile takeover as it were. Uh, but the PGA Tour, I do think, is going to have plenty of power within this agreement moving forward. And to your point about we get over it pretty quickly, that's pretty much in any realm. Um, you know Newcastle. When, mm-hmm. I mean, Newcastle is one of the uh, the the long time long standing uh, soccer or football uh, organizations, but they had fallen on hard times and they weren't any good. Well, now they're winning with this ownership and the money pumping into it. Right, they're getting better. They're improving. One of the four best teams, and 
The fans don't seem to care. They're showing up because their team's winning. Yeah, that's a sport where you can straight up buy players. Though. Yeah, like you put in, you put in a billion dollars, you can have the best team in the that's world. That's exactly in, right. And uh, overnight, I'm just talking about the fans. The fans are. Oh yeah, I mean, well, we don't care where the money's what, coming from. We're what, winning. Winning what changes everything. I mean, Man City's won five out of the last six English Premier Leagues. They're they're the favorites to win the Champions League. Probably the most expensive and best team in the world, and they're owned, you know, by the you know United Air, uh, Arab Emirates. You know, people, you know, like that. PSG's the same way, right? So like. We have all kind of like put this to the side. I mean, Amazon's not a great company, right? And I ordered from it yesterday, you know, and like we all do that kind of stuff. And so it just kind of, you have to make your own. I'm sure there are people who may not watch golf again after this, but it won't be a big enough number to make any difference to the people who just put money into it. That's the consumer's call, right? Right. For sure. And uh, as you said to start it, it may be, or Ty did, that might be the best thing for golf big picture to stock the acrimony, stop the fighting and the bickering. But uh, yeah, everybody has to square with themselves with who is... Who's supplying the the money? In three four years, we'll be numb to it. We won't think of anything about it, and it'll have more viewership than it's ever had before. And they'll they'll all be like, "See, told you so." We will come back. We'll hit some other BNA facts of the day. We'll also uh, talk more about this topic because it's the biggest topic in the world right now, uh, and what's coming with more uh, Saudi money being pumped in for sure. Uh, but right now, here's Craig Way with the Craig Way Report. It's Bucky and Aaron. Bucky out this morning. Mike Craven is here, my partner on the uh, and co-host on the Eyes on Texas multicast that has uh, got a new episode. And we took May off on the multicast, Mike, um, because the football team at Texas took the month off, too. Mm-hmm. Wasn't going to be a lot of news. So we uh, dropped back in yesterday and our Monday, recorded our newest episode. That is out, and you can find it at the uh, YouTube page of The Horn, the YouTube page of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine. Should be on Spotify and iTunes. Eyes on Texas Pod yep. is what it is. And, and you go all... go search it on Republic of Football. That's where you'll find it. At Dave Campbell's. Yeah, if you're you're on Spotify, you're on iTunes, go to Republic of Football. Now there's a podcast for for almost all of the FBS teams within the state, TCU, Baylor, Texas A&M. Uh, ours is the Texas one, Eyes on Texas. It should be up uh, by the end of our show today. Okay, looking for that. And it's good stuff. We talked about the, uh, the the news that was made by the Texas program in the month of May, including the hiring of the analysts and uh, Paul Christ and Joe D. Camillus and uh, Sark going you know, all in uh, for 20 and 23. Also, uh, the new additions, of course, uh, the players who weren't here for spring practice and the, for, uh, for the winter and then the spring that have rolled in here for the summer. We talked big picture college football conversations as well. That is the Eyes on Texas multicast. But uh, Mike in this morning for the Buck, and we're talking all things PGA Tour, golf, and the Live Tour merger, or hostile takeover, as I believe it was, and uh, what is to come. That's that, Those are the next steps, right? We can relive what's happened the last year and a half to three years, but now how does this thing play out? And, yes, if you were a player who didn't take the Saudi money at the beginning, you're, you're pretty livid and you want some answers about what's to come, and we'll start to hear from some of those players today. They were not included in the, uh, in the negotiations that were announced yesterday at all, which is – you know, I think Moynihan and Yasser would, would say it probably how it had to be, just to be other. You know, too many cooks in the kitchen. It's something. Not, maybe we don't get a deal done, but uh, there's some 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 upset people and players. I would imagine, or not imagine. You know that they're not real happy, uh, and that's going to start to seep out today. Not even seep. It'll be press conferences, microphones, and here we go. Uh, so we'll take your thoughts. That there's also coming up in our coach's corner next hour, Mike. We're going to talk about your cover story on on Sunny Dykes. It was announced this week by Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine that Sonny Dykes, the head coach at TCU, is the, the cover this year. You wrote the cover story, and so we'll talk a little bit about Sonny and his uh, 
his uh, failure at Cal, his rise back, and now here he is uh, playing for a national championship last year in his first year at TCU. Also some other big picture conversations around college football we'll get into as well. Um, so this says livid is the word you're looking for. Yeah, that's true. L-I-V-I-D. Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, and I think rightfully so. I, you know, Jay Moynihan, I thought, did an okay job yesterday trying to defend his position. He is a hypocrite. Um, but again, he's trying to argue that I, I did it to save the PGA Tour. This was this is as good as we could have gotten. Um, as you said, the the live was going to continue to cause disruptions. Not even live. The the Saudis using live and other apparatus was going to continue to disrupt the golf world until they got with their way, and someone would take their money. The players took their money, enough of them to to disrupt, and eventually it was going to you know have to fall this way. But uh, that leads me back to what what's to come. What's the next sport that they go after? Because they they've They've clearly and, and, and even spoken about targeting soccer and golf. And the thing you need to know about the new most powerful man in golf is Yasir Al-Rumayan. He's an avid golf fan. And he has said from the beginning, I want to own golf. And here now they own golf. What's next? Somebody because We talk about American American football. I don't want to say it's safe. That's probably the wrong, wrong word. But I don't know that the Saudis want to get involved in American football. Uh, it's not a global game. It's a an American game. Baseball feels like the the one that would happen if if one of our like core American sports came. In, I think baseball would be the one because it is global because it has reach in in Asia and South America and different places. Yeah, it's huge in in Asia as you mentioned. Japanese league is huge, and and you know basketball is a glo- yep. growing go- global game. Started here. But the sport, I mean, gosh, the best players in the in the league in the NBA right now are all from China, somewhere else. China already owns the NBA. They got their hands wrapped around that <laughs> yeah, one. That's about right. You're probably right, uh, but uh, it'll be interesting to see because they're 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 coming hard without a doubt uh, in those in those realms. Uh, we'll take your thoughts on it. This says uh, this says E stop sensationalizing this, calling it a hostile takeover. It was a business deal that was handled very poorly from the PGA standpoint. What? Well, are you sensational? I don't know that that's sensational. What? what poorly, yes, but at the same time. It was going to happen. It, I mean, it, it was unwanted. Just, PGA Tour didn't want to sell the tour. They yeah, were they didn't want outside influences. Nobody does in their business, right? right? Uh, I mean, I guess that's how should they have handled it? How should they have? Should they have sold to the Saudi money from the beginning three years ago when this all began? I guess. Um, but, but that's not. That's a takeover. You can drop the word hostile or hostile to takeover. Um, you know, if, you, if somebody comes in and. Buy something that's really not for sale, but then the conversation from the business side: Well, everything's for sale. Everything has a price. Um, but you know, it's you know, I'm not going to defend Jay Moynihan. I'm saying that they he didn't they didn't want to sell the tour to the Saudis. The Saudis then created as much disruption as they could and started their own tour and started to pilfer the top players and and pay them huge sums of money, which you know they were going to keep doing. And so eventually, you, I mean, what what would be the adjective if not hostile, Mike? You're the writer. <laughs> aggressive aggressive take, takeover aggressive takeover uh purposeful purposeful takeover but again appreciate your thoughts we'll take them specs text line open 512-337-3776 we'll get into some college football conversations we'll talk to our man omar uresti he is austin golf of course uh, lifetime longhorn went to crockett high school played on the pga tour a long time his thoughts on uh, the game of golf now and moving forward based on yesterday's shocking uh announcement also, uh, the other 
Hot and Not Topics of a busy Wednesday morning. We're getting you up over the hump. Glad you're with us. Mike Craven is here. Ty is here and you on 104.9, 101.9, AM 1260. No, we always stream it live on your Horn app, live on your smart speaker, and always at hornfm.com.